0: Hello, Internet. This is Glenn.
1: And this is Linda.
0: My, look at all these folks here today with us in the studio.
1: Yes, we send the notice out each week to over 5,500 pastors across the land, and many are sharing our link with their congregations.
0: We're so glad to have everyone here that can stop by and do it.
1: One of the members of our church that listens to our podcast was talking to me last Sunday and said her friend teaches a primary class in Sunday school. The children were asked to write down their favorite biblical truths. One youngster printed out, Do one to others as others do one to you.
0: (laughs) you got to be careful with what you say around the kids these days.
1: On another matter, the Congress approved raising the debt ceiling this week.
0: Oh my, that's going to cost us.
1: Yes, Well, the latest shortened income tax form came in today.
0: Oh, what did it say?
1: It said, what was your income for the year? Number two, what were your expenses? Number three, how much have you left? Number four, send it in.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, when that's us, you know, there ain't nothing left anyway.
1: Yeah. Hey, Glenn, at the Mm. church potluck supper last night, You went back and got the ice cream and cake four times. Doesn't it embarrass you?
0: Why should it? I just kept telling them that it was for you. I saw brother, Brother Bob talk to you at the potluck supper. What did he say to you?
1: He said he was telling me that his son took his girlfriend over to Playland Amusement Park. They had heard a lot about the Tunnel of Love and were especially anxious to try it out. But when they got home, the kids expressed disappointment. Shucks, the boy said. It was dark and damp and uncomfortable. Besides, we got soaking wet.
0: Now, how come? That happened. Did the boat leak?
1: No, the kid just looked up at him amazed and said, There's a boat?
0: Oh, that explains a lot.
1: Okay, Glenn, what's on our podcast agenda this week?
0: Well, this week we're looking at a very old quartet song that has no known author. The song is they're under the blood. Vivian's sister brought this song to us as one of her favorites, and we just had to learn it, and it fast became one of our favorites. Jesus, God's son, was crucified on the cross, and even though he had the power to avoid it, when you hear that you're covered by the blood, it means that your sin debt has been paid for you, and you're forgiven, The physical act of him bleeding on the cross, followed by his death and resurrection, washes away our human sins.
1: There are some points to consider about being covered by the blood of Jesus. The blood makes atonement for sin, as we find in Leviticus 17 and 11, and it says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood, for it is the blood that makes an atonement for the soul." And Isaiah 53.10 speaks of Jesus' life given as an offering for sin. Hebrews 10.4 makes it clear that the blood of animals can't pay for our sin.
0: Jesus' blood establishes a new covenant with God. In 1 Corinthians 1.24-25, 1, Jesus declares to his disciples at the Passover supper, the night of his betrayal, that the cup is a new covenant of his blood.
1: Blood just justifies those who believe in Jesus. Romans 5 8 says, While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. His blood sacrifice made it as though we were we never sinned. Verse 9 confirms that we are justified by his blood. When God looks at us, he sees the blood of Jesus covering us, not our sins.
0: The blood procures redemption for us, the believers. Ephesians 1 7 confirms that says in Him we have redemption through His blood.
1: The blood brings believers closer to God. Ephesians 2.13 says we as Gentiles were formerly f- far away from the hebraic co- covenant, but now we are brought near by the blood of Messiah, Jesus. Verse 14 proclaims that the dividing wall between Jew and Gentile has been broken down.
0: The blood reconciles believers to God. Colossians 1.20 says, All things have been reconciled to God through the blood Jesus set on the cross. Reconciliation is not ours because of anything we've done, but it's fulfilled by His sacrificial act of love on the cross, the shedding of His blood.
1: The blood makes believers kings and priests. Revelation 1.6 says, declares that he who loved us and washed away our sins with his blood has made us kings and priests to God the Father.
0: His blood purges the believer's mind from dead works. Hebrews 9.14 says, The blood of Christ who through eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, cleansing our minds. Why? So we can serve God.
1: The blood gives us as believers boldness, confidence to access the holy of holies. Hebrews 10.19 confirms this opportunity made possible by the shedding of Jesus' blood. We can enter the most intimate place with God and never feel unworthy or ashamed.
0: The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. 1 John 1.7 says, if we walk in the light as He is in the light. We have the fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus the Messiah cleanses us from all sin.
1: We cannot fully comprehend the selfish love of Christ who willingly left His royal position in heaven to be born of a woman in the form of man, ministered for three and a half years, revealing the love of Christ Jesus to all and willingly offered himself to die in our place for sin penalties never attributed to him he purchased our lives physically and spiritually and the good news is all our sins are covered by his holy pure unblemished blood you are covered by the precious blood of Jesus the scripture on blood of Jesus is a powerful reminder of the ultimate sacrifice made for the redemption of humanity.
0: Most of us are familiar with following following verses, but they bear remembering. Isaiah 53 declares the work of the Messiah, Jesus. Verses 4 says, He bore our sins, he bore our illness and carried our sorrows. Verse 5 tells us, He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and his stripes were all... We are healed.
1: This clearly describes the work of our eternal blood donor. He gave all of himself to purchase all he wants us to be. When we accept his precious gift, his blood covers our earthen vessels, just as the blood of the lamb in Egypt covered the Hebrews, who faithfully applied it to their dwellings.
0: John fifteen points a great paints a great picture of being covered by the blood of Jesus Christ jesus confirms the power of his shed blood when he says in verse 13 greater love has no man than this that he lay down his life for his friends and yes in verse 14 he says you are my friends if you do what i command you
1: sometimes we think that we just keep failing when we try following his commands how could he call us his friend but remember, God is not looking for opportunities to accuse us. That's the work of the accuser. The enemy we know from Revelations 12.10 is cast down. He is defeated by the blood, and praise God, we are victorious by the blood.
0: Jesus calls us friends. He says he no longer calls us servants because we know what our master does. Jesus shared everything. He heard from His Father with His disciples, with us, and He will he will be coming back again soon.
1: We are God's family. Reflecting on the blood of Jesus' scripture can bring comfort and assurance to those seeking forgiveness and salvation. Take a moment to thank God we are covered by the blood of Jesus.
0: We know deep down that our sinful action create pain, suffering, and a rift between us and God. And the sad truth is that everyone sins. The result is our death.
1: But instead, God purchased our lives with his own blood. When someone says they are covered by the blood of Jesus, it means the price was paid for their freedom from sin.
0: Jesus, God's son, was crucified on the cross, even though he had the power to avoid it. When you hear that you're covered by the blood, it means that your debt of sin has been paid and you're forgiven. The physical act of him bleeding on the cross, followed by his death and resurrection, washes away our human sin.
1: When Jesus died, he took the place of the perfect lamb that the priest would sacrifice. Instead, Jesus' blood washes us and makes our sins whiter than snow. The old system of continual sacrifices isn't needed anymore. Once you're a repentant believer, you're covered.
0: Even though it can feel confusing, think of this as as simple terms as possible. The penalty for sin is death, and Jesus paid that penalty once and for all when he was willingly put to death and then resurrected.
1: At some point, you probably came to a few Depressing conclusions about yourself. Things like, I don't have unlimited wealth or power.
0: I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes and hurt others.
1: I fall short of God's glory.
0: But it's actually good to understand our limits, our humanity, our shortcomings, and our sins. It's necessary to know these basics in order to understand that there is nothing more precious than the blood of Jesus.
1: We will never be able to pay the price that's required to be righteous or truly good. We would have to die and be separated from a holy God to do it. And that would be the end. Being covered by the blood of Jesus means that we never have to worry about that because our debt has already been paid.
0: Thankfully, this depressing stuff turns into the most joy-inducing notions we'll ever know. Jesus' death and resurrection pours boundless value over us so that we're completely transformed.
1: While we know that we don't buy our way into God's favor, there is a transaction that has to occur for us to be part of his family. It happened, thank God, by the blood of the perfect Lamb, Jesus Christ.
0: The blood of Jesus gives us a clean slate, makes us God's children changes us completely, and gives us life.
1: The Bible says the blood of Jesus gives us a clean slate. If we were to write out our sins on an old school blackboard, we'd be absolutely exhausted, ashamed, and then we'd need more chalk.
0: If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? Psalms 133. We can have the assurance that Jesus blood wipes away our sins and gives us that fresh clean slate his blood frees us from a guilty conscience hebrews 10 says so they so, so that we can start over
1: when we repent of our sins and accept the sacrifice of jesus we get to be part of the family of god remember how i said that god didn't have relationships with most people before Jesus came along? Well, because of the power of Jesus' blood, God is our Father, and we can have a loving relationship with Him. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, let us draw near to God in Hebrews 10:19 through 22a.
0: That's why you might hear Christians calling each other brother and sister. We're part of a beautiful family, and that means having a real relationship as son and daughters of our God.
1: The Bible says that Jesus' blood is sprinkled over our hearts, in Hebrews 10.22, instead of the altar, and makes us clean. His blood is like pure water that cleanses our bodies. It changes us from sinners into saints.
0: Once we were alienated for God and were enemies, in your minds, because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in the sight, without blemish and free from accusations. Colossians
1: 1:22. The words "without blemish" remind us of the animal sacrifices that happened until Jesus's death and resurrection were made as pure and innocent as those lambs. And Jesus, because of his blood.
0: Jesus died, so we don't have to. His death gives us eternal life. All we have to do is be willing to accept it, to believe in Jesus, and we will live forever. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him at the last day. John 6:40.
1: The life Jesus gives us also applies to a rich life while we're here on earth. Of course, I don't mean we should be rolling in dough and dripping with diamonds, but as a Christian, you can have an abundant spiritual life, enjoying God's presence and the comfort of the Holy Spirit, even when trials come, as you see in John 10.10. The Bible is filled with scripture about the blood of Jesus and what it means for us. The blood of Jesus' scripture reminds us that we are cleansed, freed from the bondage of sin through the blood that was shed by Jesus on the cross.
0: Keep watch over yourselves and the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseer. Be shepherds of God's tr- of, of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood, Acts 20,
1: And through him to reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. In Colossians one twenty,
0: In him we have in redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Ephesians one seven.
1: How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death, so that we may serve the living God, in Hebrews 9.14.
0: In fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed by blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness, as we read in Hebrews 9.22.
1: But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin, in 1 John one seven.
0: And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate, to make the people holy through his blood, Hebrews 13:12.
1: And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, in Revelations 1, 5.
0: We're all guilty of sin, and we know that the consequences should be. There's only one human being, who didn't ever sin and that's Jesus Christ he chose to be the holy sacrificial lamb for you his blood says it all like a receipt marked price paid
1: and when he had taken a cup and given thanks he gave it to them saying drink from it all of you for this is my blood of the Covenant which is poured out for many for forgiveness of sins in Matthew twenty six twenty seven through 28
0: I don't know how to express it without shouting in all caps thank God that's when it's time for us to face how much we've fallen and how many times we failed Jesus said I paid for this one our sin is wiped away without a trace left behind and we will live forever with our father in heaven
1: When evangelist John Wesley was returning home from a service one night, he was robbed. The thief, however, found his victim to have only a little money and some Christian literature. As the bandit was leaving, Wesley called out, Stop! I have something more to give you. The surprised robber paused. My friend, said Wesley, you may live to regret this sort of life. If you ever do, here's something to remember. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. The thief hurried away, and Wesley prayed that his words might bear fruit.
0: Years later, Wesley was greeting people after the Sunday service when he was approached by a stranger. What a surprise to learn the visitor, now a believer in Christ, as a successful businessman, was the one who had robbed him years ago. I avoided all the use said the transformed man. Oh no, my friend Wesley exclaimed, Not to me, but to the precious blood of Christ that cleansed us from all sin.
1: And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death in Revelation twelve, eleven. This is the last reference in the Bible to the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Here it is the overcoming blood enabling believers to withstand the deceptions and accusations of Satan. There are at least 43 references to the blood of Christ in the New Testament, all testifying to its great importance in the salvation and daily life of the believer. Judas the betrayer spoke of it as innocent blood in Matthew 27, 4, and Peter called it the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spots in 1 Peter 1, 9. It is the cleansing blood in first John one seven and the washing blood in Revelations one five, stressing that it removes the guilt of our sins.
0: Paul calls it the purchasing blood in Acts twenty twenty eight and the redeeming blood twice in Ephesians one seven. Colossians one four see also I or rather first Peter one eighteen and nineteen and in Revelations five and nine. Thus declaring the shedding of his blood to be the very price of our salvation. Therefore it is also the justifying blood Romans five nine, and the peacemaking blood as we see in Colossians one twenty. Its efficiency does not end with our salvation, however, for it also is the sanctifying blood. Hebrews 13.12 There is an infinite and eternal power in the blood of Christ, for it is a blood of the everlasting covenant, as we read in Hebrews 13.20.
1: The first reference of the New Testament to his blood stresses this aspect. Jesus said at the Last Supper, This is my blood of the New Testament, same as covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins, in Matthew 26.28. Let no one, therefore, even count the blood of the covenant an unholy thing, in Hebrews 10.29. For the blood of Christ is forever innocent, infinitely precious, perfectly justifying, always cleansing, and fully sanctifying.
0: When the California gold fever broke out, a man went there, leaving his wife in New England with his boy. As soon as he got there and was successful, he was going to send for them. It was a long time before he succeeded, but at last he got money enough to send for him. The wife's heart leaped for joy. She took her board to New York and they got aboard the Pacific Streamer and sailed away to San Francisco. They had not been long to sea before the cry of fire, fire rang out through the ship, and rapidly it gained on them. There was a powder magazine on board, and the captain knew at any moment the fire reached that powder, every man, woman, and child must perish. They got out on the lifeboats, but they were too small. In a minute, they were overcrowded. The last one was pushing away when the mother "Just, Just take her and the boy. No, they said, we have got as many as we can hold.
1: She pleaded with them so earnestly that at last they said they would take one more. Do you think she leapt into that boat and left her boy to die? No, she seized her boy, gave him one last hug, kissed him, and dropped him over into the boat. My boy, she said, if you live to see your father, tell him that I died in your place. That is a faint type of what Christ has done for us. He laid down his life for us. He died that we might live.
0: A few years ago, I heard about a preacher one Sunday morning when he ran upon a young man who drove up in front of him. He asked, he says he had an older woman with him. Who is that young man? he asked. He responded, Do you see that beautiful woman? Uh, uh, he said to him, he said, that land up there has a house on it. Yes. Well, his father drank up all that, he said. Then he went on to tell me about him and his father was a great drunkard and squandered all the property, died and left his wife in the poor house. And then that young man, he's one of the finest young men I ever knew, he said. He he worked hard and earned money and, and bought the land back. And he took his mother out of the poor house. And now he's taken her to church. Man said to me, said, I thought that was a good illustration for me. So the first Adam and Eve sold us for naught, but the Messiah, the second Adam, brought us back again. The first Adam brought us to the poorhouse, and the second made us kings and priests unto God. That is redemption. We get in Christ, and the Adam lost all that Adam lost and more. Men look on the blood of Christ with scorn and contempt, but the time is coming when the blood of Christ will be worth more than all the kingdoms of the world.
1: A friend in Ireland once met a little Irish boy who had caught a sparrow. The poor little bird was trembling in his hand and seemed very anxious to escape. The gentleman begged the boy to let it go, as the bird could not do him any good. But the boy said he would not, for he had chased it for three hours before he could catch it. He tried to reason it out with the boy, but in vain. At last he offered to buy the bird. The boy agreed to the price, and it was paid. Then the gentleman took the poor little thing and held it out on his hand. The boy had been holding it very fast, for the boy was stronger than the bird, just as Satan is stronger than we. And there it sat for a long time, scarcely able to realize the fact that it had got liberty. But in a little while it flew away, chirping, as if to say to the gentleman, Thank you, thank you, you have redeemed me. That is what redemption is, buying back and setting free. So Christ came back to break the chains of sin, to open the prison doors and set the sinner free. This is the good news, the gospel of Christ. Ye are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ.
0: The most solemn truth in the gospel is that only Christ left down here is his blood.
1: A man who covers up the cross, though he may be an electional man intellectual man, and draw large crowds, will have no life there, and his church will be but a gilded burial chamber.
0: There is either of two things that we must do. One, send back the message to heaven that we don't want the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse our sin or else accept it.
1: It is said that old Dr. Alexander of Princeton College, when a young student used to start out to preach, always gave them a piece of advice. The old man would stand with its gray locks and his vulnerable face and say, young man, make much of the blood in your ministry.
0: Dwight Moody recounts this story. I remember in the old country there was a man came to me, a minister, and said, I wanted to talk, he wanted to talk to me. He said to me, Mr. Moody, you're either all right or I'm all wrong, or else I'm right and you're all wrong. Well, sir, I said you have the advantage on me. You've heard me preach and know my doctrines. I hope so. I have not. I've not heard you, and I don't know what you preach on. Well, he said, the difference between your preaching and mine is that you say that salvation is by Christ's death, and I say that it's attained through His life. Now, what do you do with the passage bearing upon the death? And then I quoted the passages without the shedding of bread, blood. There is no remission. And then he himself bore our sins by his own body on the tree. Then I asked him, what did he do with them? He said, oh, I never preach on them at all. I asked, well, what do you preach on, moral essays? Moral essays, he said. Did you ever know of anybody get saved with that kind of a thing? Did you ever convert anybody with them? Then he said, I never aimed uh, at them with that kind of conversion. I meant to get men to heaven by culture, by refinement. Well, he said, well, I said, if I don't preach those texts and only preach culture, the whole thing would be a sham. And it is a sham to me, was his reply. And I tell you, the moment he said, Moody said, I tell you, the moment a man breaks away from the doctrine of the blood, religion becomes a sham. Because the whole teaching of the book of the story is of Christ that came into the world and died for our sins.
1: Now imagine that I go to a friend and say, Don, I'm in trouble. I need to borrow $10,000. Would you lend me $10,000? And Don says, Sure. He lends me $10,000, and I understand that I now owe him $10,000. We have a perfectly legal, perfectly ethical arrangement. Unfortunately, I wake up one morning, I find out I can't pay the $10,000. Now I'm in big trouble. However, my sister says, Don't worry about it. I'll pay the $10,000. So she pays Don the $10,000 that I owe. Now I owe Don nothing. My debt has been canceled 100%. In fact, he must receive that $10,000 legal tender and payment for the debt because the only responsibility I have to him is to pay the money. That's the way a debt works. But suppose if I were to break into Don's house and steal $10,000. Don comes home, finds his $10,000 missing, calls the police. The police find my fingerprints, track me down, and find the $10,000 in my possession. So they arrest me. I might say, I'm sorry that happened. Here, take the money. Give it back to Don, and let's just forget it. Or perhaps I've spent the money by the time they arrest me, but my sister steps in again and says, wait a minute, I'll give him the $10,000.
0: In either scenario, Don Don is not bound to receive the $10,000 to wipe out the slate clean because not only has he incurred a debt to Don, but he's committed a crime against him and violated him as a person. He He has the right to decide whether he accept the payment and refuse to press charges because he is the one who has been wronged. When Jesus offers to make satisfaction for me, in order for that payment to be accepted, God the Father, who is my creator, the party I have violated, and my job, judge, must decide to decree that he will accept the payment from the other on my behalf. In other words, if I owe God the death penalty because I've sinned against him. And Jesus says, I will die for him. Then he lays down his life and dies for me. Would the father be under any obligation whatsoever to accept the payment? No. There first must be by judgment by government of the universe that he will in fact accept the subject of the new share of your payment for my death, my eternity, and my crime.
1: Atonement is secure when life is surrendered, released, set free for a new function. When a sacrifice was offered, we should see it as a killing of the animal in place of the worshiper and the manipulation of the blood as the ritual presentation to God of the evidence that a death has taken place to atone for sin. When the New Testaments refer to the death of Christ as a sacrifice, we should not understand them to be making some far-fetched identification of his blood with his life. Brothers, they are solemnly referring to the significance of his death. A modern dictionary will say that propitiation means to appease or to per- placate. I find both of these words unsatisfactory because they suggest a mere soothing or softening of the wrath of our offended God. In addition, the word appease carries negative baggage, implying an attempt to buy off an aggressor by making concessions, usually at the expense of principle. I believe a word that forcefully captures the essence of Jesus' work of propitiation is the word exhausted. Jesus exhausted the wrath of God. He was not merely deflected and prevented from reaching us. It was exhausted. Jesus bore the full, unmitigated brunt of it. God's wrath against sin was unleashed in all. its fury on His beloved Son. He held nothing back.
0: On Saturday in September 2013, one of the most deadly terrorist acts in history took place in an upscale mall in Nairobi, Kenya. Four gunmen, part of the Al-Qaeda-affiliated Al-Shaba, took the lives of 67 people with over 200 injured. It was by all accounts a horrible disaster. But one story of a shooting ending up with, with receiving media attention, it was the story of a young mother who was at the mall having coffee with a friend when the, when the gunfire began. Having dropped to the floor, she heard the cell phone going off nearby her. Not wanting the gunman to come closer, she reached under the person to silence the phone. It was at this point that she realized that the man next to her was bleeding heavily. When I put my hand under him, I realized this guy had been shot and he was bleeding, she told NBC News. He was bleeding heavily. There was a lot of blood. At this point, the woman made a difficult, life-changing decision. She decided to smear the blood of the man on her own body in hopes that the terrorist would assume she was dead. And they'd pass over her body her grisly, grisly camouflage probably saved this woman's life i love to know who he was because i think he his blood protected me and saved my life
1: folks we know whose blood is shed for us it's been clearly proclaimed all through our bo- podcast today unless you're under the blood of jesus christ you are lost for eternity why not trust him today? Now let's listen to Glenn Dawson and Vivian Bowman of Forgiven sing Under the Blood.
2: The burden of sin has been lifted as far as east is from west. They're buried without remembrance of forgetfulness I've been when God sees the blood. The prophets of old on the home shores, their faith through the ages to three. They've waited so long for the moment, the crowning of Jesus a the king. There's Daniel, Elijah, and Noah. They talk of the fire and the flood. Under the blood, they're under the blood. Christ did for me what I could not do, they're under the blood. Just like in Passover in Egypt's land, it took the blood to save man. Washed and made clean, I'm justified when God sees the blood. They're under the blood They're under the blood Christ did for me But I could not do They're under the blood Just like the past Man, and made clean. I'm the
1: Thank
0: you so much for listening to our podcast today. We trust it was a blessing to you. It makes our day when we hear someone that was blessed by our podcast or music.
1: We'd love to get an email from you just send it to glenn.dawson at glenndawsonea.com. That's g-l-e-n-n dawson at glenn, g-l-e-n-n, com.
0: You can find all our information on our website at www.glendawsonea.com.
1: In addition to our email, you can find information about our Facebook page and Twitter information.
0: You can also find links to our index of all our podcasts and links to all our music on YouTube.
1: We hope you will enjoy those and remember now, we love y'all. God be with you and bye for now.